This podcast may include adult content. Bound Off is an independent, nonprofit audio magazine committed to paying authors for their work. To join us in our mission of broadcasting great stories to a worldwide audience, visit boundoff.com donate. Welcome to Bound Off, a literary audio broadcast. In this edition, we have three stories. A Perfect Unicorn by Mary Miller. Taboo by Vanita Blackburn. And Beethoven Venison by Nathan Weinstein. A Perfect Unicorn. Written by Mary Miller. Read by Anne Rushton. Listening time, two minutes. A Perfect Unicorn. You're in his garage, smoking, surrounded by a mountain of stuff he says he'll get rid of if you move in, but you can't see yourself living in his house. It is too much his. He sits at a table and puts on his goggles, turns on his blowtorch. What do you want me to make you, he asks. What can you make? What do you want? You don't know what you want, so he makes you a horse out of two thin glass pipes. When he's finished, you say you want a unicorn. I'll make you whatever you want, baby, he says, placing it in your hand. You hold it up to get a better look, the snout a bit longish, balanced on its hind legs. It topples, breaks. You apologize about ten times, and he says, glass breaks. And you think of all the shards you've stepped on in his house, in your palms when you do your push-ups in the morning. I'll make you a whole fucking army, he says. You think about the condom inside you, opening hard and fast like a parachute. And then a man landing on his feet, running faster than his legs can carry him. He pulls you to him and says you shouldn't worry, he's probably sterile. You're not ovulating anyway, he says. Unlike the other men you've been with, he knows things about the female body, things you'd rather him not know. I'm more worried about the foreign object aspect of it, you say, but I guess it probably won't kill me. Oh God, he says, like he hadn't thought of that. You light another cigarette and he gives you a look. You take a couple of quick drags and stub it out. Watch as he makes you a unicorn. It is a perfect unicorn, and you vow to never break it, not ever. I've been trying not to tell you something, you say, and he says he's been trying not to tell you something, too. So he says it, and you say it back. But you don't want to say it again, and you don't think he should say it again, either. The End Mary Miller is the author of Big World, a short story collection and Less Shiny, a chapbook of flash fiction. Taboo, written by Vanita Blackburn, read by Kelly Shriver. Listening time, 2 minutes, 45 seconds. Taboo, by Vanita Blackburn. This is a bottom-of-the-wine-bottle dream, or a Quentin Tarantino movie, or a ghost story. The protagonist, meaning you, sometimes me, gets out of bed alert because there is a voice in the room. The voice is not disembodied because it's coming from your mouth like singing in the shower, except there is no shower. And this is only a little like a song, if songs are supposed to scare the pissache out of you at 4 a.m. To be clear, your mouth is moving, but this is not you speaking. If this is a drunken nightmare... Your brother will have already killed himself, as we know. He was my husband. 
We used to love like gray whales, big and happy and ferocious was our love. Then he didn't. Here is what happened. Your brother is on the floor beside our bed, six feet long, rectangular, and plastic. There are little open pockets up and down his body. In those pockets are little problems that need to be pulled out with tweezers. If you touch the sides of the pockets, he will hurt and scream and scream and scream and scream. So you wait. We wait. Nightmares end. In the morning, you'll wake up beside me, your sweat underneath us, like a puddle of almost ready jello. Clear, not cold. If this is a Tarantino movie, you'll wake up with a samurai sword. You'll get into a 1970 barracuda with a blueberry exterior, and leather, milk-white as your niece's first tooth. Your brother won't have killed himself. He'll be hidden in the garage of a meth dealer just off the 101 freeway. You'll pull up to that garage in an unsavory neighborhood when the dealer steps outside for the morning paper. His t-shirt reads, Yayo Cafe. The front lawn is short, but you plow into it with the barracuda and cut a donut in the grass. Your sword pokes out of the driver's side window. The blade and Mr. Yayo connect at the belly. Your brother is saved. You return him to me. If this is a ghost story, you stand in the middle of the room with that voice coming out of you. The voice is that of your brother, my husband, his God and all the children we only thought we wanted. There is wind and rain. I crawl from under the covers and stare at your mouth. We stay there and listen, afraid to do anything, and so do nothing at all. The End Vanita Blackburn teaches and writes in Arizona. Her work has appeared in numerous print and online publications. She is humbled by the staggering brilliance of the artistic community around her. Beethoven Venison Written and read by Nathan Weinstein Listening time, 3 minutes, 45 seconds. Beethoven Venison by Nathan Weinstein Well, I knew this guy one time that had lots of ideas. Crazy ones, big ones, scary ones. And one day he came into the apartment where all us students were sitting around shooting the shit, and he announced his newest idea. I have an idea to fully absorb Beethoven into my mental landscape, he announced brazenly. We looked over from the television. We've been watching some network TV show. Our eyes open, but our minds asleep, more or less. What is it, we asked, stirred from our lethargy. You have to trust me, it won't be easy, but it'll be worth it. So he explained the outlines of his plan, which I will now relate to you. We were all to leave the apartment and meet at this huge nature preserve outside the city. Once we were all there, we left our cars. There must have been eight or ten of us, and went up into the woods. We all carried boomboxes and radios, and each one was teed up to play Beethoven's Moonlight Sonata, a piece of music clearly transcendent, beautiful, and capturing the essence of that ancient genius. It must be nice and quiet, said the sky with ideas. It would behoove us to remain quiet and sneaky to carry out my designs. So he told us to spread out. We spread out. He told us to form a huge circle in the woods, and we did that. Then he went in search of a deer. This took not long, considering they ran rampant in the woods, especially around springtime, with the warmth and the mating and all that. At last, with a deer found, and us standing in a circle, he lured the deer into our circle. He then turned a very bright light, an overly bright flashlight, nobody knew where he had gotten such a powerful one, onto the deer's eyes, transfixing the poor beast. It was as if the deer had been hit with a spray of ice, which had immediately trapped it, its beautiful brown hide, its sharp black hooves, its budding spring antlers in place. So he instructed us to hit play, and we all did so at once. 
We began to play the music of Beethoven, a great composer's most enigmatic, angelic, profound piece of music, a stirring piece of music. We were instructed to slowly raise the volume, not quickly so as not to frighten off the deer. We kept raising the volume louder and louder until all our boomboxes were blaring Beethoven's Moonlight Sonata into the woods. As we did this, we walked slowly towards the deer, closing in the circle with each step. At length, with the final few notes of the symphony, we were all standing in a tiny circle with the deer at the center, each of us no more than five feet from the frightened beast. Frightened is an understatement. It was terrified. Its black doe eyes were gaping widely open. It had no idea of the dark magic that was unfolding. Ha! screamed our leader, and with that he pulled out a long buck knife from his belt with the name Beethoven emblazoned on the handle and stabbed the deer in its neck repeatedly until it died. We all stood around, astounded. Nobody had expected such a cruel and violent turn of events. Now the deer has utterly absorbed the essence of Beethoven. The music, the notes, the sounds have been taken up into the deer and infused its entire being. There will be plenty of good Beethoven in this buck. We sat down, tired from these bizarre escapades. In a way, it was more entertaining than network television, but it was also scary because we were in the wilds of nature, with classical music, bright lights, and stabbing knives. All the illusions of society were cast off like a worn cloak, and in their place rose the icy, fiery truths of existence, death, murder, and an insatiable hunger in the hearts of men. Whether this hunger drove them crazy or came about as a result of their madness, I dared not ask. He built a fire right there in the woods, roasting the deer on a spit made of branches. We ate the hot meat with our bare hands, like savages. After the meal, he lay back on the leafy earth, crossed his hands behind his head, and looked up at the starry night sky. Ah, he said, Beethoven venison. Nathan Weinstein is a 24-year-old resident of Southern Westchester and a recent graduate of Binghamton University. Listener-supported Bound Off is made possible by grants from the Kern Family Endowed Fund and the President's Fund of the Greater Cedar Rapids Community Foundation. Thanks for listening to this edition of Bound Off. Copyright Bound Off and the respective authors. All rights reserved. Visit our website at boundoff.com for information about our broadcasts and how to submit your stories.